0: The Larry Bird episode of the Hall of Fame show, Evan. Uh, why wouldn't we bring up Larry
1: Bird? Uh, because he is the Hick from French Lick. He is the uh, mm-hmm. last great American Caucasian basketball player.
0: <laughs> for, for many people, the first one they they ever heard of. Oh, also true. Uh, mainly because the N-
1: NBA prior to Magic and, and Larry was uh, mm-hmm. was in some was in some trouble. But yeah.
0: All correct answers, but the one I was looking for is you can vote for him on the creation that Evan and I have put together. ww.nothall forward slash forward forward uh, USA. And it's for the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. And hey. We don't care what your rel- what your religion is, your party affiliation, or whether you're even vaccinated. You can vote, and you can vote every day. Mm-hmm. We really don't care. We just want you to vote.
1: That is true. Vote early. Vote often. And by often, I mean once a day. That's all I can okay. do. It's all it, it of us to vote once a day.
0: Yeah, it is held to once a day. So Larry Bird is one of those great choices. Uh, top fifty out of one hundred and thirty will get in for the for the biggest. And for an inaugural class, which will be held next year. So Larry Bird is a strong possibility. I I voted for him. i voted a few times because I can. And uh I haven't always voted for him, but more often than
1: not. I, I just think that cut line is gonna be brutal. That first cut line, yeah. like as many as we're talking about, like it's entirely possible that Larry Bird is like the 30th person, you know what I mean? And that's it, And that is by no means an indictment of Larry Bird. No, no,
0: it's, it'll be interesting, but it'll be fun. But there's another Hall of Fame we should open up with. We talked about him last week, so we're not going to go into great depths. The Pro Football Hall of Fame has announced the contributor uh, finalist, uh, which will be Art McNally.
1: And it's generally believed that it's going to be a lock that he's going to get in. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's no way it's not. I'm glad, I mean, last week we talked a little bit about Vermeil being mm-hmm. the coaching one, which was a little surprising, kind of felt like he was sixth in line, or yeah. at least fifth in line. Uh, not that he's not Hall of Famer, just that yeah. there were certainly other people should go in before him. Um, but he is alive, so at least he gets to enjoy it while he's alive. It's the same thing with Art McNally. McNally's 96. Yes. Um, so while there are a couple other candidates who – uh, we've been talking about particularly Ralph Hay, mm-hmm. who's a founder of the league. Yep. Who is not that he's overdue, but I can't imagine anyone who's more overdue. Like I, can you imagine the fact that like Paul Tagliabue is in, but not the founder of the league?
0: You know, we know when you put it in that perspective, it's, it's very strange. And then I was thinking, of, and I know we touched about it a lot on last week, but I was really thinking about it more before we went on air, uh, the pro football hall of fame, when it comes to officials, I I think you and I can agree that the NFL tries real hard to get it right. Mm -hmm. It comes with their officiating. And a big reason for that is McNally, who was the guy who brought instant replay 25 years after he got the job as head of officials. Yeah. So this guy was a visionary well into his uh, golden years Uh. Almost everything that you see on officials are, is is based on what he did. I mean, like at the end, if basketball Hall of Fame. We know how how messed up that is with officiating. Can have multiple officials, then pro football Hall of Fame can have just one. I mean, I think Donaghy's in there, isn't he? <laughs> well, it, probably
1: it's something based in Vegas, like the Mafia Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, just on name recognition alone. Yeah, um, Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, no, but McNally is. Is clearly like uh, going back to Hay. hay's no longer here to enjoy it. Uh, I have no trouble with getting McNally, who's one of the top two people in my opinion. It, him and Hay are the two people I think are the most deserving. Yep. Uh, get him while well, he's alive. He's ninety-six. Who knows how much longer he's going to be here? Um, and of course, we had David Baker calling him and basically guaranteeing him that he was getting in the hall. I don't know if you saw that video. Um, I, I watched a bit of it and then I remembered how much I dislike David Baker. Hey, man, class of 2029. 20, um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So, but apparently from what they said, and I don't know who else was up because we haven't seen that. Like we had an idea who the coaches were and we got a leak of to who all the ca- candidates were for the senior person uh, last week. But I didn't see anyone exactly. I heard it, Kraft and Hay were in the room in terms of names uh, batted around, but I didn't tell, say who. But apparently last year he lost out to Bill Nunn by one vote. And this year he won, he got in by one vote over whoever the other person is. We don't know who that person is, but, uh, yeah, McNally's fully deserving the, the best official every year, uh, since 2002 gets the Art McNally award. Um, so if the league names a, uh, award after you, that's, that's kind of important. Of course, McNally did get the pro football hall of fame's Ralph Hay pioneer award in 2012. So, so funny that, that, that happened. Um, yeah i mean there's there's not much else we need to say he's if you're gonna have an official in the pro football hall of fame right now he's the guy even if raiders fans are pissed so because raiders fans are always pissed but the the first comment under this on the nfl thing was this pos doesn't belong in the hall of fame he screwed up the immaculate deception like dude it was close to 50 years ago the guy doesn't look like he was even alive from his picture calm down
0: you know though i mean it, it isn't it funny though like we know the a super raiders fan the raiders
1: mm-hmm. fan yeah he is the raiders fan
0: yeah the violator wayne mabry and he's just an awesome guy mm-hmm. incredible
1: yeah
0: uh who's also a member of two halls of fame Two. Uh, what's the heard? other one uh, that's another fan hall of fame the... oh cool yeah well, i mean he deserves it he's Just good people. So So, uh, one thing that we haven't talked about is another one of our side projects, the fictitious rock and roll hall of fame. Mm -hmm. And we haven't talked about the fictitious halls yet that have done the semifinalists a little while ago. And uh, I know that uh, unlike before I would sort of like give them off to you and you didn't know who they were now they've been up. So you can, you pretty much, I can't surprise you with these lists, but maybe some of the people listening can sort of, uh, be surprised by that that's another thing you can just go to the fictitious athlete or fictitious to the fictitious rock and roll hall of fame and we've got some semi-finalists and this was pared down and it's uh it's interesting uh i honestly i think some serious alphabetism has taken place again because you can there's about like <laughs> a few, quite a few hundred and there's a lot of a's yeah that, that got through that, a lot of a's uh, and b's yes yeah. and a number so we'll start off with that. First time uh, semi-finalist from SCTV, Five Neat Guys.
1: Yeah, it's uh, SCTV uh, for younger people uh, was Canada's answer to SNL. Would you put it that way? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's great. I always think of uh, uh, Rick Moranis and well, I can think of the other guy's names. Uh, 12 Days of Christmas, the Canadian version. Um, oh, uh Dave Thomas because he, he was Dave one Thomas, of thank he you. went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, uh first day of Christmas Your Life gave to me a beer. beer in a tree. No, they didn't do the in the tree, first of all. they like, I feel like I need something there. It just keeps going on. It's, it gets more and more Canadian as you go. Okay. I Believe cannot... me, I have it I have it on uh I have it on C D. How, um, how do you know this better than I do? Uh I clearly know about more about Canada than you do. I guess so. so obviously. Oh, yeah, although I do have to say, uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned this. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for later. But Canada, Canada was cast in a negative light today on something. So oh. to that, actually, I think in my good, Canada okay. in the negative light will get in my good, and it's not. I'm not actually mad at Canada. It's just funny that it happened. So
0: okay, I, I'm not even aware of this. It's it's nothing to do with the uh, winning uh, women's hockey, which shows that I'm a jinx for everything. Because what did I say last week? that the United States are now the true queens of women's hockey. So what happens? Yeah. Canada happens. Back. Good for them. I clearly am a jinx for anything. So if I mention you
1: on this in a good way, things are going to go poorly. I'm glad that I have you do nothing but insult me off air. So, <laughs> um. so we have uh, going from that. We have Alice Bowie returning semifinalist and previous finalist. Uh, that's basically Cheech, from Cheech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was uh, Born in East L.A. Was officially, hit, was officially Alice Bowie and not Cheech, right? Uh, well, the, the movie or the song? The song. I think the song is officially credited to him. And for those of you who don't know, again, satire that is a satire of Born in the USA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I was born in East L.A. So. I think, yeah, I think
0: that, that movie, what was the whole thing? He got deported.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, it's
0: been a while since I've seen that movie. I think it's been a while since anyone has seen that movie, including Cheech. Do you think Cheech remembers that movie? More than Chong. Yeah, it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, first time semi finals a very strong one. So well done, voters. Allie uh, from A Star is Born, Lady Gaga who was Uh, incredible in in this role. I'm not a fan of Lady Gaga, just one of those people I madly respect, but I don't necessarily need to see her on my TV if that makes any sense. Fair enough. Yeah, but I I think she's massively talented. Here's someone who's not talented, Arthur (laughs) Ewing and his musical mice.
1: I'll I'll let you describe that for people who don't know what that Uh, is. I'm, I'm not probably as familiar with Arthur Ewing and his musical mice as I should be. Oh, well. Basically, uh, Arthur Ewing had mice that he just sort of like whack with the mallet to make noises. Yeah. That was pretty so much I, I I thought it was the human version of, um, of uh, why can't I name his name, and his Muppaphone. Uh, Marvin Suggs and his amazing Muppaphone. It's, <laughs> it's, I think, exactly the same thing. Has yeah. Marvin Suggs ever been uh, on your list before? I don't think so. I think I might have messed that up all right make cut. that's another one for next time okay. marvin sugg's is an amazing muppet phone so, so yeah so i guess arthur hearing his musical mice are the same do they do lady of spain as well i don't remember uh, that's marvin sugg's big song so
0: okay. uh, from guitar hero we have axel steel i don't see this one getting any further but you never know
1: is this the furthest a video game character has gotten on this list yes yeah, I was gonna say there aren't that many of them. So
0: no, was, I think I think all the Guitar Hero ones are up. But again, alphabetism. Mm. Okay, Bart Simpson is here. Do the Bart man. That's true. That this could this could never. Very, not always a semifinalist. You think it would be, but it's not. So Bart Bart's here. Uh, Big Mountain Fudge Cake from King of the Hill. That's a first that they've made it to, as a semifinalist. We've got a lot of animated uh, acts so far uh i'm not sure how well this one's going to do but i know how well this one's going to do because this was the runaway by far i I mean i
1: I gonna call it now they're gonna get elected
0: i think so uh buckaroo bonsai and the hong kong cavaliers so fans of this message us because i don't get it
1: yeah good for good for them it's nice to have uh it's nice to have a cult following yeah. So this must, this got on some message board
0: somewhere. I didn't bother to check, but all, all of a sudden it was like a whole shit ton of them. So I'm assuming it was a message board. I, I just don't think there's somebody that obsessed. Maybe there is.
1: I don't know. You know, using a VPN over and no, over. I don't know. Maybe the maybe Hong Kong is just like, we have to vote for them for anything. Uh, yeah.
0: Death, hit, Clock. Yeah, Death Clock, which is uh, an excellent one, Metalo- Metalocalypse, I always mispronounce that. If you haven't sort of checked that one out on Adult Swim, you should. This is a great candidate, someone who I'm cheering for, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do anything. It's not like you and Claude Frollo.
1: Yes, me and Claude Frollo. Or actually, I'm just disappointed my uh, my band isn't here for the second year in a row. We got I got to get working on getting uh, yes. SingScape yes. back
0: uh this one i don't get dogs in space i am not familiar with them at all it's some australian film with the nxs lead singer okay all right hey that's what you guys want to do that's fine so be it eddie and the cruisers eddie should be in there already he's not
1: yeah i mean uh when you're when you're thinking of uh you're thinking of fictitious bands, Eddie's got to be way up near the top. So, yeah, absolutely. Figuring Dan and the modal nodes from Star Wars.
0: What are the same song? <laughs> yeah. uh, Finger Bang from South Park. Another boy band that's animated. Yeah, as opposed to Faith Plus One, which is their other boy band. Yes. But- yeah. Which did not make it this time as a semifinalist. Yeah, it's made it before. So. It has made it before. Uh, first time semifinalist from the Boondocks.
1: Gang's delicious. Hmm. I, I've not. I've read the Boondocks comic, but I'm not that familiar. I'm presuming it's from the TV show. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's uh, a little nice surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. j- here's another one. Uh, Gene Frankel.
1: More cowbell. More cowbell. So yes, from the uh, sorry, uh, the, the uh, fictitious member of the non-fictitious Blue Oyster Cult. Did I ever tell you I dated a girl who thought...
0: the Blue Oyster Cult? No, she was not <laughs> with the Blue Oyster Cult, but uh, she, she had no idea that that was a real song. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think we were driving, actually, it's a year old neck of the woods, Boston, seeing, uh, I, I forget what the hell it was, and that was on
1: so long ago that was on my ipod yeah, i still got an ipod i still mow the lawn with my ipod well not i'm using the ipod in my pocket not actually the uh, wouldn't it work better with a lawnmower yeah so, it's, it's not actually i hate my lawnmower so it might actually work better with the ipod it does take a
0: lot longer so so yeah i had explained to her that uh no this this was a real band and this was actually they were pretty big
1: mm-hmm yeah we, we now got a run of four serious candidates for the, mm. uh, the finalist list here. Uh, Hannah Montana. Who mm-hmm. oh, I think has uh, an excellent shot. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, there's not much more to say other than even people who don't have never watched that show know what that is. Mm-hmm. So that's got to stand for something. Jim and the Holograms. Yep. Now that now that the uh, Josie and the Pussycats got in last year, Jim and the Holograms is my new one we gotta push up and over, so. I, I think there's an excellent shot there. Uh, here's, a, here's a good one, Jesse and the Rippers.
0: Yep, best hair of any band. That, well, the next, the next candidate's got some nice animated hair, Jessica Rabbit. It's definitely her hair
1: that's animated that people notice the most about Jessica Rabbit. That's what I looked at first. <laughs> what does she see in that rabbit? He makes me laugh, mm. so. Here's but, an interesting one from the Jetsons, Jet Screamer. Yeah, that's that's pretty random. I didn't realize there are a bunch of Jetsons fans out there at this point. Yeah, that one sort of I, I thought was a little strange. Uh, another returning semi and a finalist last year, Leather mm-hmm. Tuscadero. Surprise finalist last year. I think I said anyone, any of these bands could get in except for Leather Tuscadero last year. Uh, so I'd be, I, I guess making a finalist won't be that surprising but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't expect her to uh, get elected this year. Lurleen Lumpkin, first time semi-finalist. Yep, uh, major minor character in Simpsons lore. One of my favorite episodes. Yep, a um, very, Lurleen. very important character in the development of Homer as a, uh, mm-hmm. not a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> Michigan J. Frog returns. Responsible for the complete destruction of a man's life. That's very few other people on this you could say. Many times. They, yeah. They just keep putting him back in that box in different time capsules and different buildings. How does he, he comes eat out, through all this? I'm sorry? Like, how does he stay alive? Uh, spite. Just spite. The souls. He's, he's, a, he's an eldritch demon and survives in the souls he steals through his uh, singing and antics. All
0: right. There you go. Those were always my least favorite of the Looney Tunes.
1: The Michigan J Frog? Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Uh, Ming T first. Uh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, my least favorite of the Looney Tunes is the most recent uh, uh, Space Jam, so. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, could, I could easily
0: say elevator down, Bugs Bunny.
1: <laughs> Michigan J Frog was not in Space Jam though, so he had nothing to do with it.
0: Uh, I, I, I fast forwarded through most of that. Uh, Ming T, the Austin Powers Band. Yeah, I mean, if you like Austin Powers, there's your vote. Yeah, no, it's it's they're actually not bad. Featuring Susanna Hawks is one of the, the people. True. Record. They're pretty groovy, baby. Mm-hmm.
1: Nick the Lounge Singer, Bill Murray from Saturday Night Live. Speaking of groovy, baby. No, uh, a little bit different than that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, very good SNL character. Uh, Bill Murray, very, very nice and popular man, so. And the, the front man of Sexual Chocolate. Randy
0: Watson. Mr. Randy Watson. Who I think, even though I did hate coming number two America, I I did pop when Randy Watson made an appearance.
1: Yeah, Uh, uh, a a dark horse candidate. If, if, If Randy Watson makes the finals, it would not shock me. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if Randy Watson got all the way in. It'd be nice. Ricky Ricardo is back. Yeah, the uh, definitely the worst part of uh, the I Love Lucy show. But uh, again, one of the most famous folks. You never watched I Love Lucy probably because you never lived with an 88-year-old lady like I did. I lived with an 88-year-old, my 88-year-old great aunt for a year. And um, we watched a lot of Nick at Night. So We didn't have that in Canada. I think yeah, that was- we, we watch a lot. I love Lucy isn't bad, except Ricky Ricardo was not the best. The single worst show, by the way, was Green Acres. Green Acres is a hideous, horrendous show. Uh, it's a theme song and nothing else, pretty much. The best show, uh, I have to say, I had never seen Vic Morrow's Combat before, which is like black and white, following almost like Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, only as an actual TV show, and like characters would die each week. It was like 1958. And I was just like, I didn't realize that actually happened on TV. That show was really good. And, of course, the original Mission Impossible is so much better than the movies. Like, that, that was a great show. So, Ricky Ricardo, he'll probably get in at some point. I don't think he's getting in this year.
0: Uh, here's, here's some uh, multi-time finalists. Sex bob Are oh, You missed one, though. What would I miss? You miss Schroeder. Oh, I miss Schroeder. All right. I probably, that, might been, that might have been uh, subconscious. I'd never vote for this guy.
1: Well, he's a he's a cosmic balance to to Lucy pulling the football out on Charlie all the time. She's a Charlie loves Schroeder, and Schroeder is completely ignores her because he loves his piano so much. It's a cosmic balance. Okay, I've never looked at it that way. It just occurred to me that way.
0: All
1: so. right. So, sex bomb and steel dragon. Uh, yeah. I mean, sex bomb. Uh, part of the Eisenberg uncertainty uh, principle. You're not sure whether. The actor in the movie is Jesse Eisenberg or Michael Sarah. Um, well, usually I can
0: tell them apart because I mean, like Michael Eisenberg, no, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, Jesse. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg is sort of at least doesn't seem
1: like somebody I want to punch in the head. And I always want to punch Michael Sarah. True, but they basically play the same character in pretty much every movie. It's one or the other.
0: Yeah, but I only want to punch one of them.
1: There you go yeah the archies another excellent shot yeah uh, another one of the ones that just seems it's, that it's amazing they're still here
0: yeah they so. and they've they've actually went to number one at one point in time uh one that just always is a finalist the b sharps
1: yep uh there were originally five of them and then there ended up only being four is that right they cut chief wiggum can't remember that episode.
0: Uh, was it? Or was Chief Wiggum replaced? Or was Chief Wig- Chief Wiggum may have been replaced. I don't remember right now. But yeah, guess, uh, Apu has magically disappeared from Springfield, so I guess a reunion is not going to happen anytime. Well,
1: I'm I'm wondering if Apu could come back if he was voiced by a person of Indian descent. I would. I, I'm sure they looked at that possibility. Maybe. This is interesting because, yeah, I, I, I understand the, uh, the sentiment because that's basically the way that everybody interacted with a lot of Indian people. Their only way of knowing them was a poo, or, I guess, Fisher Stevens' character in, in uh, Short Circuit, which, of course, is another problematic thing because Fisher Stevens, as his name would indicate, not Indian. So... Mm-hmm.
0: It was a different time back then, we'll just say. Yes,
1: the, the 1980s, when all the hijinks were either racist or raping
0: rapist. Uh, yes, uh, and now it's so far the other way that nothing's funny. Mm. Probably true. Yeah, but a, a debate for another time. The California Raisins. They're raisins. I, I, guys, I, why'd you vote
1: for this? But, all right. it's, they're the top claymation band on this, on this list. <laughs> That's one way to push it uh an excellent
0: film with an x ex- and this one should get in but it just hasn't yet and it's criminal the commitments
1: yeah really good film but again i think they're just a lot more better known names on this list so this one i didn't i can't figure out for the life of me the oreos really guys i, I literally have no idea other than that's a picture of barbara streisand i can't tell you anything about
0: them. star it's the first star is born or the second star is born
1: um, that was I the saw back. the first Star is Born from the 1940s. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I haven't so, seen the second one.
0: So this is her version. And I, I honestly didn't think I had a lot of Streisand fans visit my stuff. I, I guess I only needed a few.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: <laughs> so there, there you go. Uh, the Partridge Family, another excellent candidate that mm-hmm. I think will get their due at one
1: point. And The School of Rock. Jack Black, mm-hmm. the shortest funny man in Hollywood. Oh, sorry. Other than Kevin Hart, but he's, he's a very, he's, he's a very diminutive man. So, but Jack Black is, I can't think of anything. Jack Black is not good in.
0: Or when it, well, well, I'm sure there's been a few. The Gulliver's travel, Gulliver travel. Oh, I've
1: never saw Gulliver's travel, yeah. so that I can't speak. But but that's like, pretty, much, pretty much anytime Jack Black shows up, you know, it's, he's going to at least do a good job. So, mm-hmm. High Fidelity. I love his character in High Fidelity. Uh, Jumanji, one and two. The new ones are fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's awesome in them. Uh, yeah. Anyway, School of Rock also excellent film. Uh, one of the char- one of the actors, of course, we brought up uh, passed away. What he got hit on his bicycle back in May or June. This a few so. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that long ago. so... Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah that's uh, something we can look, we're going to look at probably more of the fictitious uh, semi finalists next week uh, unless there's just so much for us to talk about but we'll see.
1: Yeah. I just want to get this other way cuz I think at some point here we're going to st- I'm going to start my list um and I'm doing it way less cuz I get so busy of the uh the top acts eligible for the rock call for the first time this year. Maybe you'll finish one this time. Maybe I'll finish one. I got real close. <laughs> I just I got to number 7 and then I had to write about um rammstein and i didn't want to do it <laughs> so now i'm just but you not... have to do it i know there you go oh. right on the t boom uh yeah so i didn't want to do it um so this year i'm going to just go with just the uh the base facts on them so i don't have to uh do the whole the whole bio so
0: so uh anyone who's tuning in for kirk shitbox which is my weekly thing where i just talk about whatever the hell it is I don't have anything. There's nothing I feel that passionate about. It's maybe I'm just in a great mood all week. Nothing's really ticking me off. I mean, there are a few things that I think were a little silly, but to uh, really sort of like live up to the shit box, I had nothing shit box worthy. So you, what you're saying is you've cleaned out the shit box. I've emptied out the shit box. It is. Yeah. So maybe there'll be something just so shitty next week that, I will be overflowing. The shit box will be overflowing. We really just need to get a involved with this. <laughs> so should we just go to uh, the untimely passings, which thank God is not as bad as last week.
1: No, there are a lot of little ones here and there, but no, there, we had, um, we had a couple big names we should probably talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But starting, well, let's start in the world of, uh, I will well, I'll put it this way. I will say we did lose our 1992 Nobel Prize winner, winner in chemistry, Edmund Fisher, died at the age of 101. Mm. He of course got his uh, Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine, excuse me, for describing how reversible phosphorylation works and switch to active proteins and regulate various cellular processes. Ah, no wonder that got rejected. Somebody beat me to it. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry to hear that happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Edmund Fisher was 101. So, uh, from the world of football, we lost a couple. Uh, we lost Junior Coffee, who was a running back on the '65 Green Bay Packers that won the NFL championship. He also played with the Falcons and Giants. Uh, he passed away at the age of 79. Um, I don't know from what. Uh, but he, after he retired, he became a thoroughbred horse trainer. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. So, yeah. So uh, 2037 rushing yards his career, but a member of the 65 Packers. Uh, we also lost Cecil Saunders, who is thought to be the oldest living NFL player uh, who passed away at the age of 100. He played for the Lions from 47 through 49, and um, as an end and a tackle but also had 17 career receptions and one touchdown so um he played yeah he also played with the ohio all-stars against the florida all-stars in the kumquat bowl in saint petersburg florida in 1938 he was captain of his team and they played to a zero zero tie so Cumquat bowl, I, I bowl. And, and the lsu was so impressed with his zero zero tie while captaining the team he got a full scholarship so um kumquat well it was originally I what, a a is. That, what i don't even know what a cumquat is it's uh it's a uh, fruit that allegedly exists but it's probably some sort of conspiracy so um uh, yeah so you know he had a, he had a free ride at lsu and then ohio state found out he was going go to go lsu and they gave free ride so there you go uh he also went to uh serve with the navy in world war ii which is why he had a shorter career there but he was 100 as far as we know the oldest living nfl player i do not know who the current one is but he was the the oldest as far as we know um we also lost from the world of hockey vladimir who who is a two-time uh gold medalist for the ussr in the 72 and 76 uh, olympic games also, was the coach of the team uh, for, uh, for a while. He's been a member of the Russian and Soviet Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, and he was on the uh, team that lost to Team Canada in the '72 Summit Series. Yeah, I don't think he played all that much behind Trechak. No, Sh- well Chodron was the second-leading scorer on that team. Oh, second-leading scoring? Oh, I thought he was a goalie.
0: Okay, so my- no, 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 he
1: was a coach. He was a coach eventually of the Russian team at one point. Okay, but he was he was seventy-three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we lost from the world of, well, well, go into music here. There's a bunch of little ones. So, Dave Harper from Frankie and the Heartstrings, a, uh, a British indie band, uh, no more for their parting than anything else, uh, passed away. He was a drummer. So, the drummer of a parting band passing away. I know that sounds pretty hackneyed, but that's mm. what happened. Uh, I don't have a, a reason or an age, uh, but he is essentially probably late thirties. They're called the the uh, the indie motley crew for Frankie and the Heartstrings, if that means anything. That says everything, though. though it doesn't that matter. does say pretty much everything? Mm-hmm. Um, we lost R and B singer uh, Sam Salter at age forty six. Uh there's no cause given, uh, but he had let's see one two three, four charting songs, the hip hop songs, including a song from 2000, uh, Once in My, I believe, Shoes, which was number one on the bubbling under charts, which I don't even know what they are. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 46. Um, we lost uh, from uh, Iron Butterfly, uh, Ron Bushy. Their drummer, best known for his work in Inagata Davida. Uh, he probably died like, from exhaustion from that song. That would kind of be the only thing you'd be known for if it's Iron Butterfly. That is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he passed away at the age of 79. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is the third member of the Inagada Davida lineup for them to have passed away. There's only one left, uh, Doug, Doug Engel. Is the last surviving member of Iron Butterfly at this point. Um, we also lost uh, gospel singer Lee Williams uh, passed away at the age of one second here at the age of 75 from Alzheimer's disease. Mm. Just mention him he's real big in gospel but that's not something we deal with a punch so but I just want to No. Put, uh, no him. but yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we lost John Drake, the singer of the, um, one of the singers of the Amboy Dukes, uh, the American Amboy Dukes. Uh, so the main singer, of course, being Which Ted one? Nugent. What? There was there's two versions of the Amboy Dukes? There's a British version and an American version. Right, and because... so they start kind of the American Amboy Dukes before the other right. ones broke up and then they just became Amboy Dukes. But this is the one with that had Nugent in it as well. Yeah, so, yeah, so Nugent... Um, uh, was the lead guitarist and then eventually became the vocalist. Uh, John Drake. So the first vocalist was a guy named Bob Lainert who left the band in 1972. Uh, and, oh, sorry, who left the band before that. He ended up uh, with a band Acrobat released a single in 1972. Uh, but after he left, John Drake took over as a singer along with Nugent. So he was their singer for a couple of years in there. Uh, he passed away at the age of... 74 and from one of those side men again has passed away uh dr- american drummer kenny malone passed away from covid at the age of 83 mm. uh, one of those session drummers who only recorded with i always love these lists these session guys mm-hmm. carl perkins ray charles george jones johnny cash dobie gray donnie uh david allen Coe, merle haggard crystal gale Charlie pride, Floyd Kramer, Dr. Hook, Barbara Mandel, uh, uh Johnny paycheck, Kenny Rogers, uh, Bella Fleck, uh, BJ Thomas, Emmylou Harris, Ricky Skaggs, JJ kale, Dolly part and Dolly Parton among others. So other than that, you haven't heard him on anything. <laughs> yeah. Other than that. Yeah. So Kenny Malone was 83. He was probably more known for, he had a really weird style of drumming. Um, Uh, he had like, it's a weird style of hand drumming. Uh, so he, yeah, but he passed at 83 from COVID, uh, in the world of rugby, which we don't talk about very much, uh, Neil Brendel passed away. Who is the head of the U S rugby, uh, chairman of USA rugby, first national team player ever to get to the top of the union. Uh, he passed away at the age of 66 from mesothelioma. Uh, but that leads us into another person who led an organization. Jacques Rogue passed mm-hmm. away. The Olympics, uh, former head of the International Olympic Committee, the eighth head of them, uh, took uh, over for Juan Antonio Samarank, who was probably the most corrupt man in the history of the Olympics. So that, which uh, says
0: an awful lot.
1: Which says an awful lot. So Rogue by comparison, was downright pure as snow. Um, but still, of course the IOC had some issues, um, but he passed away. He was, um, 79 when he passed away. There's no, he had been suffering from Parkinson's, uh, but I didn't say actually what the reason he passed away was. You ever see that Spider-Man meme where it's the two things
0: just like pointing at each other? Yeah, of course. do you, you feel that way about like the IOC, NCAA and
1: FIFA? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you know yeah so he actually participated in three summer olympic games oh, in 68 good. 72 and 76 as a uh, yachting and yachting oh, okay. for belgium he actually was a world champion in yachting i was gonna i was before you said it, i was gonna see if i could make a guess he just sounds like a oh. all right well how about this he was also a 16 time mm-hmm. belgian national champion in what other sport fencing no okay it's a team sport rolling I've I, I brought it up already. Rugby? Rugby. okay. 16-time national champion in rugby and one-time world yachting champion. That is a diverse skill set.
0: That's very yeah. That's Very interesting.
1: Yeah, so but he was he was um, yeah he was 79 when he passed, so. Alright, uh, that gets us to the big name in, in entertainment, of course, is the last surviving member of the Mary Tyler Moore Show, the irascible, lovable. Mm-hmm. He's not the last surviving member. Of the main six, yes, he is. Okay. Uh, Betty, Betty White is still alive, yes. John Amos but is still alive. John Amos is still alive? Isn't he? John Amos is still alive. Okay. But of the, I was thinking of the, uh, the main six there. So yeah. yeah, So he was, he was the last one standing. He was 91. Um, I actually, for every time one of my agents, uh, doesn't dress appropriately at work. Uh, I show them his clip of, um, casual Friday from curb your enthusiasm. Uh, which you if you haven't seen, it is a minute and a half long. There's a lot of swearing involved. I will warn you, but it just basically eviscerates, eviscerates Casual Friday. Yeah. And we're talking, of course, about Ed Asner. Oh, Ed Asner. Oh, yeah. I never actually said Ed Asner. No. Um, sorry. Yeah. So Ed Asner passed away at the age of ninety-one. So
0: long, long, glorious career. Really, mm-hmm. uh, someone who, based on how fast he aged, let's just be blunt uh not exactly someone who had sort of like the, the the matinee looks but was always working uh kids know him as probably what as uh, i don't know the character name i apologize but if, uh blue grant well no but i'm, I'm talking like a kid like younger younger listeners um, would be like for uh, Pixar thank you i don't remember yeah Car- Carl Fredericks okay thanks uh so like it's he was even in the boondocks. We were just talking about that before, play, playing a character in that. Uh, uh, I mean, he,
1: he won a, he won a, uh, a, um, uh, a, Emmy for his performance in Roots. That's
0: right, yeah. I, I learned 37. that he was actually the first guy to win an, uh, an Emmy playing the same character, won it in a comedy
1: role and as a dra- drama role.
0: Mm-hmm. so like yep. that,
1: i don't know if anyone's done that since but yeah it, it it's hard to imagine because he got five for mary tyler moore show and two for lou grant which was a spinoff of mary tyler moore mary tyler moore had a f- several spinoffs which did pretty well so yeah.
0: was a Rhoda, phyllis i don't know yeah
1: f- yeah there are a couple of them Rhoda and lou grant of course being the most famous lou grant. Um, but, i mean he was he was uh Bart Jason in Eldorado up against the bad guy for Bart John Wayne's character. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, Santa Claus and Elf. Yep. He can uh, do everything. Yeah. I mean, he was like all over everywhere and just one JFK of the most. JFK too, wasn't he? He may have been at JFK. Um, I'm, I'm, let's see here. I can actually look at that. I'm just going, I'm going off the top of my head here. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my myself too. but yeah, just
0: someone who had a super long career and was always working, always, like right into the end. And Yeah, I honestly think that his character, or, or his voice character in up is, I think, what, probably one of the greatest animated performances vocal ever. Just what do you yeah. to convey? I, I, I really believe that. Not that oh. I'm an expert on animation because I'm not, but
1: Well, I'm also looking at his voice acting career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, Jay Jonah Jameson and Spider Man. He was Hoggish Greedly on Captain Planet. Job of the Hut on the radio version of Star Wars. And no,
0: there was a radio version of Star
1: Wars. I didn't either. I remember him as Cosgrove, Cosgrove on Freakazoid. The uh, the um, Cosgrove was the um, what do you call it? The security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, he was. I mean, he was all over the place. So just. Just an incredible guy, very involved in the Screen Actors Guild, very involved in different, different charities and things along those lines, and just a wonderful, wonderful um, man. Career. Yeah. yeah, absolutely wonderful man. Yeah, definitely. So, All um, right. And, of course, I'm sorry, we lost, well, I lost, lost one.
0: Oh, who's who uh,
1: The biggest name of the week, I think, at least in our terms of us who passed away, Lee Scratch Perry. Yes. Jamaican record producer and, uh, and reggae singer.
0: Major pioneer in everything involving reggae. Uh, doesn't get his due outside of the genre. I mean, For so many people, it's Marley and they don't know anything else.
1: Yeah. And I remember, I remember when Jimmy Cliff got into the rock hall, he was shocked. because like, I never thought they'd put a second reggae guy in. Neither um, did I. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, Lee Scratch Perry, I mean, it's just... The amount number of I just look at his number of albums he's put out. 12, I I can't even count. There's at least seventy albums that he put out either on his own or with the Upsetters or a couple other things that he did. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how much he did. I mean, he was putting out in the seventies. He was putting out three, four albums a year at that point, which is Remarkable.
0: So. Yeah, it's just very, very influential. Uh, if you haven't sort of like listened to some Lee Scratch Perry, do so. It's right at your fingertips now. You pretty much yep. can listen to anything, but yeah. Uh, glad you glad you brought that one up.
1: Uh, yeah. So I guess we only have sorry two, Sorry, hey, sorry he was
0: 85. 85. I point that out, so. Yeah. so I guess we only have two sections left. It's elevator up, elevator down. Where I look at, hey, who based on their last week or sometimes like a longer, made a better hall of fame case and has their elevator going up and i got someone we haven't really talked about that much or maybe at all and it's more a reflection of what he's done all year so i'm going to baseball and people aren't talking about him very much and i, I can see why because he's on a shitty team mike trout okay okay <laughs> <laughs> No, not Mike Trout. Although on that team,
1: you see Otani get a steal, steal all home. Yeah, uh, there are people who are saying that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to win the MVP. There. Yeah, jo- Vlad Guerrero Jr. has is having a season that probably three years out of five would get you a MVP. Mm-hmm. But there's no way anyone's beating Otani this season. No. He's just doing stuff nobody's ever seen.
0: I, I Actually, I think the best stat somebody said on Twitter, I don't know who it was, and I, I, I wish I, I remembered so I can credit that, that individual. But he says, like, the most incredible stat that, that Otani has this year is that Vladimir Guerrero will not get a single first-place vote.
1: Yeah. Because he's having a ridiculous year. He's going to finish second. Yeah. But he's going to finish second with no first-place votes. Right. So the well, the guy I'm
0: going to talk about today is also in the American League. Uh, he's never finished in the top ten in MVP voting, but I think he that will end this year. Uh, someone, if you look at the advanced metrics of WAR, isn't someone to talk you talk about much? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's having the best year that he's ever had in most in most aspects. His strikeouts are super high, but I'm talking about Salvador Perez.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, so if, if you want to sort of, like, bring up his stat, uh I'm doing, well, it, right well, well, I'm doing that now. So he's having his best power numbers. I think last time I checked, he was at 38 home runs, or 36, wow. uh, for the year, which is the yeah, best. 38, home 38
1: homers, 94 RBI, and one stolen base, which is got to the league for catchers. <laughs> so
0: seven-time All-Star now. He's going to get his fourth Silver Slugger, for sure. Not mm-hmm. sure about the Gold Glove, but the Silver Slugger will definitely come. Uh, Perez has a World Series ring, has the World Series ring, has the the respect. People love him as pitchers love him. And if you if we were to do an all-decade team, and I'm going to actually go back and do that, Perez for the 2010s would be probably third team behind Posey mm-hmm. and Molina. But if you look at pure American League, he's first.
1: Yeah. So he's not at thirty in terms of WAR, but that I'm I'm, I'm trying to think who even else would be there. I mean, Maurer was mostly done at that point. Unless they want to throw Sanchez in there, but even then, like
0: if you wanted to, if if I wanted to stock pure league. Yeah. Yeah. So Perez. Okay. Yeah. So Perez, like he's got two big things against him. One, his on-base percentage is terrible. The fact that he's had this year and last year just brought him over 300
1: mm-hmm. lifetime
0: because he was below that before. So yes. it's, it's always going to hurt his war, but he's been a great clutch hitter when it counts. He's going to have his first 100 RBI season. And we're not in an era anymore uh, where you've got a lot of great hitting catchers. We yeah. had that for a bit. And now it just sort of seemed to have slumped for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, just the whole. Well, maybe it's a crackdown on on performance enhancing drugs, but like there just there aren't been, many of them anymore.
0: No. So here's someone who I think will get a little bit more overall thing, and he'll have to sort of like overcome his advanced stats and. Mm-hmm. This is a year that really helps him, especially if he make, gets maybe a top five finish, which he could. That'll, that, that'll be that'll be hard to do because there's also you've got some Red Sox on your team that are that are just incredible. You've got three yeah, per, guys. presuming they can,
1: presuming they all don't get COVID and can't play anymore. Well,
0: yeah, uh, Judge Judge is going to get some votes. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of Devers will definitely get some votes. Yeah,
1: from the there's Sox. a
0: lot of great players on the American League uh just phenomenal talent uh even on other teams that aren't contending like uh like cleveland like uh ramirez is doing very very well this mm-hmm. year, this year. Yeah. and he should get some uh, mvp consider all well, boats not consideration i mean because right, right, right yeah so that's someone i just thought would be interesting to bring up because this is his best offensive year that he's ever had
1: mm-hmm
0: And he's, if he compiles, let's say if Perez gets to a 300 home run plateau adds a few more all-stars and in the American league, he very well could who's. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's at, he's at 190 career home runs right now and 1130 hits. Mm -hmm. So I think he'd at least need to get into the, I mean, 300 homers in 2000 hits. Right. And probably get in there. I don't know if he's got enough time. He's 31. Catchers tend to wear out by the time they're 34, 35. Um, so he probably wouldn't be a full-time player. So he's got about four years in order to get that done. Mm-hmm. So let's say he's got 138 hits this year. This is his best year. Let's just say he averages like one point. So he gets to 1,150 just for the heck of it. Right. Uh, right. If he averages 120 over the next five years, now we're at another 600. We're in the we're in the ballpark. You know what I mean? Of of where we need
0: to yeah. be. and conceivably he could become a ten time All Star.
1: That's so that, not that will also think. make a difference.
0: Yeah. So I I think in, if people look at who we're comparing him against his peers, he comes mm-hmm. off a lot better than just a flat series of numbers looks looks like. So I thought that might be an interesting. interesting. Game to yeah, because
1: historically he's not going to stand up. But actually, I'm looking at baseball reference here. Mm-hmm. baseball reference yeah because
0: he's not even at 30 for war it may and most of that's attributed to his very poor obp okay
1: so let's see seven-time all-star world series winner so he is
0: and also, uh he's, 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 you're looking at that staying with one team as long that also helps that
1: also makes a difference at yeah so he's 44th in jaws uh for hall of fame monitor he's a 44 for batting a likely hall of Famer being 100 hall of fame standards is a 26 likely hall of Famer being a 50. uh the most most uh similar players to him are darren fletcher mike Lieberthal, matt leaders charles johnson jonathan lucroy Ah, oh, mike mcfarland another great Uh, Kansas City catcher Mm -hmm. right there. Mickey Montero, Michael Barrett, Miguel Olivo. Um, And guys through age 31, the most common with him are Javi Lopez, uh, Terry Kennedy, Del Crandall, Benito Santiago. That that, second list sounds a hell of a lot better than that first one. It does. Ramon Hernandez, Todd Hundley, and the only person on this list who's a Hall of Famer, Carlton Fisk.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But so, Perez feels like such an outlier in that whole group. Like, And and again, it goes back to, and I don't want to say that war is wrong. I, I don't think that it is, but it does put a premium on on-base percentage. And that is, yeah. that's always been the weakest part of his offensive game. While well, that is, he's not exactly someone on the base paths. So you're thinking, okay, well, he's, he, I think he's going to steal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was someone I thought would be uh, an interesting sort of look, and I always like to come up with somebody fresh that we haven't talked about.
1: Yeah, we definitely have not talked about Salvador yeah. Perez at any point in this whole podcast, so. Um,
0: but here's someone we have talked about for Elevator Down, and
1: whew. Uh, Cam Newton. Mm. who I don't know what happened. As a Patriots fan, I'm unfamiliar with what happened with him this week. <laughs> oh uh, yes yeah. so cam
0: newton i two years ago i think when we first started discussing this stuff uh, i as, a, as someone and i'm a diehard saints fan uh and evan's a patriots fan uh so cam newton was somebody i dreaded scared the hell out of me you know whenever we knew whenever we were see, you see carolina on the lineup like oh god what's cam gonna do to us cam i thought was done wrong by the panthers when he got hurt and then he didn't give him a chance. And then I guess I think after what we saw him in new England, well, they were right. Mm-hmm. Cam's not cam anymore. And I certainly thought, I think you would have thought the same. And if not, please say so that cam was going to start this year for new England. And he was on a short leash for Mac Jones.
1: Mm-hmm. I, and, I thought that, I thought that as little as 10 days ago after the Philadelphia preseason game, I thought that, Right. So
0: now he doesn't have a job. I don't know where he's going to wind up. If, if anywhere. Houston. To... Maybe uh, I read Dallas might be a landing spot. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, he, if he's smart, he'll hold out for Houston because they're either going to trade him. They're either going to trade him to Miami. What, first of all, what the dolphins want given his, mm-hmm. His legal issues is not Talking about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I just keep talking about people without mentioning who I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. so Deshaun Watson's legal issues are well-documented and well-documented on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're looking for three firsts and two seconds, which the only team dumb enough to make that trade is the Houston Texans. So I don't know what what they're expecting because Miami's not going to make that trade for them. So they're either going to trade him to Miami. Miami's pretending they're not interested, but they are super interested. Um, So they either make that trade to Miami or he's going to get suspended and they're going to need somebody. And their backup quarterbacks are. I don't even know these guys. Yeah, they are. To say that they are no names. Let's see. Texans, QB Death chart.
0: I think they announced who was going to be the starter and I had never heard of them. It is, well, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, but he's not the starter though, is he? I didn't, I think, think, he he was, was. I didn't think he won the job. Who's the backup? Who's the Davis other Davis Mills. Okay, then I heard someone else. Hmm. Well, yeah. By well, the way, I've never heard of Davis Mills.
1: But you know, officially, from their, officially from their website, it's Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, and Sean Watson. I don't think that Cam, if Cam, I understand Cam not wanting to back up, um, not wanting to back up Mac Jones because he's a rookie. He doesn't want to be in that situation. I get it. Uh, Maybe he wants to back up Dak. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not he would want to do that. But his best chance to play, legitimately, is Houston. Skip and Shannon said today
0: that they thought that part of the reason that they the Patriots let him go was because he's not vaccinated.
1: I don't think that has – that may have somewhat to do with it. I mean, Belichick flat out said no about that. I think more than anything, it had to do with the fact um, – well, as a Patriots, I'm back up. As a Patriots fan, am I shocked that Matt, jo- Matt Jones' name is starter? No, I'm not. He played really, really well this spring uh, and into the games. He clearly knew what he was doing. He made decisions much faster than Newton did. He, play, he outplayed Newton. There, there's no question on that. Am I shocked that Newton was released? Yes. Uh, But part of that is probably the fact that Newton has a lot of respect in the locker room. And if you're gonna have your rookie start, why have the other guy hanging around? And part of it's also uh, two things. One, it actually would have cost them more to trade him. They would have counted more against the Hmm. salary cap to trade him than to just release him. And two, there's literally not a bad word has come out about Newton from the Patriots. Like nothing, nothing bad. People were on Belichick on his press conference, not saying anything about Newton, but there wasn't a good way to talk about Newton. That wasn't going to trash it in that circumstance. He's doing great. Then why did you release him? Like there's, there's no upside to talk about him. So letting him go allows him to go wherever he's going to go. Now the question is, is there anywhere for him to go? I don't know. And he's just not the same guy anymore. And he's clearly in pain. Well, he looked significantly better this preseason than he did last year. Well, last year after COVID. Cuz he looked pretty good the first few games and then he got COVID and then he was not as good. I'm still cheering for him as long yeah. as he's not
0: against the Saints, of course, but uh but it's going to be hard to see for, for him to sort of like accumulate everything that he needs to to get into that Hall of Fame discussion and we're looking at a former MVP, someone who brought his team to the Super Bowl. And it's,
1: that feels like 10 years ago when it wasn't. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't. And honestly, the enduring image of that Super Bowl is him not diving for that loose ball.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that, the fact he got there and was MVP and everything is all mitigated by the fact he didn't dive for one loose ball. Now, I know we talked about Julian Edelman on this before. Mm -hmm. Saying that Edelman's entire Hall of Fame case rests on the fact he's number two in receiving yards in the playoffs all time. Number two in receptions, I'm sorry. He's also number two in receiving yards in the playoffs all time uh, as a receiver. Um, Cam Newton's entire argument rests on the fact that he is number one in rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks Mm -hmm. all time. Uh, He's got 70 in
0: his career. That was something he still actually did well. uh. Yeah. For New England last year, yeah, yes, he, he was a better rusher than he than he was um, a passer. I thought. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. No, he definitely was, but that was part of the problem is that he was he was uh, very one dimensional because he couldn't hit anybody. Like he couldn't hit anyone who was wide open. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, he is. Where is he? He is thirty second all-time in rushing touchdowns. He has more rushing touchdowns than Hall of Famers like Steve Van Buren, Thurman. He has more rushing touchdowns than Thurman Thomas, which is crazy to me. Larry Zonka, Lenny Moore, Terrell Davis, uh, Paul Horning, John Henry Johnson. There are a lot of... Uh, Otto, well, auto Graham is a, a quarterback. Autogram I think, may be second in rushing touchdowns. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had 44. I'm trying to find someone ahead of him. Um, I, Florida, that's Florida, crazy. Florida, 43. Yeah, he had 44. Let I me mean, look up here. Uh, bum, bum, bum.
0: Yeah, I don't. That's Kurt
1: Warner, the running back there. Yeah, I think that autogram is second in QB rushing touchdowns. That's amazing with 44. Who would have thought? By the way, every time they come up with these, the greatest, 10 greatest quarterbacks in NFL history thing, and they never never get anyone before the merger, Otto Graham was so goddamn good. Seven titles. Absolutely ridiculous. And just every time they're one of these things, the furthest back they might go is Bart Starr. And Otto Graham is just way better than some of the other people. they brought. I actually saw a top 10 list that had Troy Aikman on. <laughs> and not Otto Graham. So, Donovan
0: McNabb was really pissed off when he saw that one. Oh my God. But yeah, so that, that's my elevator down. I, I would have had another one, but I know you're kind of going to go there. And I think we'll, we'll sort of uh close off why it would say that at this point. Yeah. uh So our hammer is again your good, the bad, and the ugly of the week in sports.
1: What do we We got to time this better. You think by now. We, well, it's it's all, it's all our literal 45 seconds of preparation that we do on a weekly basis. We're um, doing better. Hey, we are. We're up from 36 seconds. Um, so That's what my wife said to me the other night. Wow. That is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the fact you're still even doing it at this point is a, a pretty good sign. Thank you. Uh, so Wow. I don't believe I just said that out loud. Um, so... Uh, in terms of this, just by the way, one last thing I do want think we want to talk about we we should do some prop bets for the uh, NFL. Oh, I got one.
0: I, I got one. One. So
1: why, why don't we do that now? Since we just talked about Newton, I'm not going to talk about football again. So why don't we do them now? Okay. You've got a flawed team. I've got a flawed team. Okay.
0: So who does? Who gets further? Not better record. Further. Saints
1: Patriots. Oh. I'll take that. It's the Patriots. They're close. Great. Saints aren't making the playoffs. Patriots are going to win their division. Well, they're not. Yes, they are. They that's are so not. That, that Bills team is in, is going to be in complete disarray. The Patriots are going to win that division. There, there's another beer bet for you. Fine, right done. Now. Yeah, because that's easy. Patriots All right, so if you're that play
0: confident, play. then you'll give me like a game. Then you'll give me a game and a half. Then a game and a half for yeah, the if they both, yeah. If they both don't make the playoffs
1: because
0: well, let's, let's say hypothetically the patriots get in the playoffs on a top seed saints squeak in on a lower one mm-hmm. right but whoever gets further so it
1: could be a push if they're both, elim- so if they're so both
0: the so it would be a push patriots.
1: if they're both so if they both get eliminated in the wild card round it's a push, it's a push. sure i'll give you a game and a half
0: Give it half Okay, because so, that
1: only works if not the team makes the play. Here, here's the thing. The Patriots have the year from hell last year. Their defense is going to be the best defense in the AFC. Sure. So as long as Matt Jones doesn't throw a whole bunch of interceptions, they're, and they're going to be a running team anyway. They're going to be a running pe- play-action team that they tried to be last year, but Cam Newton couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, so this is, this is a 2000 and this is a two, a very much a 2001 Patriots again. Although we just don't need Mo Lewis to knock out the incoming quarterback. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. The Patriots, I mean, I, the Patriots are going to win their division. And I will even say, I'm pretty sure it's going to come down to Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence for rookie of the year. And, I, and if Mac, Mac Jones leads the Patriots to playoffs, I think he's got an upper hand over Lawrence, whose team is not that great around him. Lawrence is going to get killed by his offensive line situation. So he's going to be running for his life most of the year. Mm-hmm. But, good thing he's yeah,
0: got a like right. head of hair sort of like run around it'll
1: look beautiful yeah uh, so here's a question for you Yeah. Uh, what team let's do a bet on what team or you can even pick a division mm-hmm. you think the number one draft pick is going to come out of what team is the worst team in the league do you want to do it by team or division I think the Texans are going to be the worst what are they AFC South so you want AFC South I will take the NFC East okay those teams are all four of them are going to finish under 500.
0: Very well could, but then they are beating up on each other to get a. I don't. Th- and
1: there. I don't think it matters for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I- that Eagles team is really bad, like really bad. I, I the the one team we didn't see in preseason as the Patriots was the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. We played. We played the Giants. We played the Eagles. We played. I'm going to already start calling them the Red Wolves because that's going to be their name next year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we played all those teams. The Red Wolves Washington team was the best of those three teams, and the Washington team is had. Would I would normally say is six and ten written all over it. All right. I'll give them. They're going to be six. So there's our third bet.
0: I'm already going to lose them all because I always lose everything. <laughs> so
1: uh, last one. Uh, what week? Do the Bears change their quarterback? Three, week three. I'm going to go with week five. So, uh, so, let's say over under four and a half. Okay. So you would, or let's say over under five uh, is the guess, push. Yeah. So, so let's say over under four. So four is a push. Okay. So so four is a push. You got week three. Uh, I, I think week five. And if it's after week eight, then it's off. So it's oh, so if it's you make it to five, then you've already won. Right, but my point is if it doesn't happen on week nine. I, I think I'm trying to make it fair. Okay, so I, I, right, so, right. I, so, okay. so you get one through three, I'll get I'll get five through seven, or I don't know what week their buy is. So you get one through three, I'll get five okay. through seven, and then anything. Uh, other than they're, that. They're, why don't I just buy you a goddamn keg? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, the, I will have to say the Bears fans here are super depressed over the fact that uh, the Red Rocket is a quarterback at the moment it, fields has been great though just the way he's handling it fields is i told you fields is the guy who i wanted for the patriots i'm very happy mm-hmm. Mac jones is there he like he just looks competent um the the dolphins we'll find out this weekend but just by the way uh what a quarterback room for the for uh, the alabama crimson tide two years ago The three quarterbacks they had were Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagli-Vailoa, and and, uh, Mac Jones, and all three of them are starters in the NFL this week one, and two of them are playing there. Tua and Mac are playing each other. Alabama is just such a factory. It's ridiculous. It is. We'll see. But anyway, okay, with all that out of the way, I just want to go through a few. Yeah, you just Um,
0: want want to fleece me out of more more booze. I may never visit Chicago just for this reason.
1: I'll, I'll sweeten the deal by if you do visit chicago make sure you don't have to have any malort so i don't even know what that is malort is a swedish drink which is one of the four worst alcohols i've ever had in my entire life that's and not the like, one you've been talking about from romania no romania. no that that that's the, the hungarian one which okay, is, okay okay yeah, unicum. Um, at some point, I'll just go get you the bottle. It's around the corner. I'll go get. I can go get you the bottle so you can see mm-hmm. it. Um, unicum is imagine you mixed shoe leather with uh, with uh, turpentine, and you get unicum. Oh, great! Okay, but my lord, my lord is basically turpentine with rubbing alcohol. Well, I'll I'll
0: be buying all my Modellos because they, they're doing it again with those great commercials. The only beer commercial that's ever. Oh, yes. So I'm drinking now. All right. hats off my friend. Awesome. I'm actually so saying again for the second week in a row, but the good,
1: <laughs> the good. Uh, I just want to bring up again, Canada's Canada is being accused of espionage by the Honduras national soccer team ahead of their game. Seeing that Canada has been cheating and secretly videotaping their practices.
0: Is it true? Uh,
1: I have no idea. But that's okay. what they said, which is funny because that's getting to my good. My good is the next week, mm-hmm. the next ten days is the beginning of the crazy World Cup qualifying season. Uh, it's like three day, three games in two weeks, a break, three games in two weeks, a break, three games, in two, weeks, break, three games in two weeks, all over and over and over again. Usually, it's much more spread out because of COVID. It's really really quick, and we're going to find out there going to be a lot of great games really fast here. Like today, day everything started. Up again, Ireland is just out already, which is very frustrating. Like three games in, they've lost games they should not have lost. But like Bosnia got a point against France today. Uh, there's some real good slovakia slovenia tied. There's some really good games today, and uh, CONCACAF starts tomorrow. So we'll see. I I'm predicting Canada does make the World Cup. You did say that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I'm predicting your team has gotten significantly better, and I don't feel as though I think the U.S. is better. I think Mexico is still Mexico. I think Canada gets the third spot, and Costa Rica and Honduras are both on a little bit of a dip. So those guys can be battling it out for fourth, and then have to play New Zealand or whoever it is for the world, for the spot in the World Cup. Hmm. But um, yeah, I really think Canada's going to make it. But all that starts this week. If you love soccer, this is a great thing. The bad thing is you need the Paramount Plus network in order to watch any of the U.S. games here um paramount so, Plus. yeah on i could tell you that is channel 241 on um on uh at&t or what do, what do we even call our satellite thing uh like direct tv so on direct tv it's channel 241 but yeah it's on paramount plus it used to be the nbc sports app but they changed the name mm. nbc sports station so if you're looking for it the U.S. plays tomorrow against. I thought NBC was Peacock. Where is Peacock? Maybe maybe it's CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. I don't even really remember. I so there's
0: just so much, so much stuff out there. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. none yeah. of which I pay for. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, World Cup qualifying, and Concacaf. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can, 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 Canada and Honduras play tomorrow. Uh, U.S. plays El Salvador to start off. So it's, it's a hexagonal, it's becoming octagonal. But U.S., Canada, Honduras, Costa Rica, Mexico, Jamaica, Panama, and El Salvador. Three make it, one has to play another country to, to get in. I don't know who it is, whether it's, it, there's half a spot for Oceania, so basically New Zealand, because Australia has gone to Asia. So it's New Zealand, and if, as long as they can get by Tahiti, uh, they should at least get into that game um uh, then there's half one for north america half one for asia and a half one for uh, south america or is it africa south america mm-hmm. Yeah, know africa just gets the five spots which is insane because there are so many great players coming into africa it's mm-hmm. so hard to people talk how tough it is to qualify is qualified europe it's way harder to qualify out of africa right um, yeah because they, they have groups of like they have 25 countries you play each game, each team home and home for five groups of five group winner goes, everybody else is done. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, and there are like eight to 10 countries, which should qualify for a world cup out of Africa. If you get another one in your group, you're, you're screwed. Uh, this, like, this going to have
0: 32 teams, right? It does. Yeah. And the
1: one after this in the U S is going to have even more, it's going to be like 48. So it's going to be in the U S and Canada. I'm going to split it between two countries. So Canada automatically makes the next World Cup. Congratulations. Oh, well, there we um, go. There we go. New so York anyway, so that's my good. Just soccer coming back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I'm the big soccer guy on this podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited for what's happening over the next few days. Uh, or next, yeah, next 10 days. Um, the bad. So I know I make fun of the Jets all the time because you can just, they're New York Jets. Winnipeg Jets, together. come on. We're doing really. Oh, not, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. You will never hear me make fun of the good people of Winnipeg. Um, but the I call them the New York Jets all the time because they're so bad. The New York mess is even worse. Oh, yes. That franchise has been a poverty franchise for a major market for years. And if it weren't for the incompetency of the Knicks, it would be a bigger deal. Uh they are. A mess always they're always a mess With sandy alderson thing was a mess like everything is always a mess there so earlier this week they had elmago Javi baez who they traded for from the cubs um was tired of getting booed when he they traded for him they were in first place by three and a half games they are no now no longer in first place they may actually pull up their uh I think they what they
0: right dropped off. a third I think the Phillies overtook them and then the Braves overtook them both
1: Yes, they both did. So they're five and a half out. The Braves are in first, Phillies are in second, and the wild card standings, they are. Hold on a second. Wild card standings, they are currently five and a half games behind the Reds. So they have to pass Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, and Reds to get the wild card. So it's not looking good for the Mets. No. Uh, and consequently, Mets fans, who also happen to usually be Jets fans, uh, are booing their players and Javi Baez, uh, and, uh, Kevin Pillar and I, and, uh, what's his name? Reyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, now all went with the the thumbs down back to the fans when they, uh, as a anti-celebration for the fact they're getting booed, which the team came out pretty hard against, right? Much harder against than, uh, their general manager last this morning, I guess at like four o'clock in the morning was arrested for drunk driving. When he passed out at the wheel of his car, Zach Scott, uh, as he was leaving the Connecticut home of team owner, Steve Cohen. So a a fundraiser for the amazing Mets foundation was being held at the house and Scott and the players were there and he was arrested. And I will tell you, the statement that the Mets made about the thumbs down was far harsher than the statement they made about their general manager driving drunk.
0: You know, though, who, who stops these people at, at this point from themselves? Like, uh, clearly nobody. I mean, we've seen this over and over. I mean, it wasn't all that long ago. I think in his last year, was playing or was he a coach? Jason Kidd in the same area. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like you can't afford an Uber or right. a driver. Or I don't know, maybe the guy whose house you're at, he's got a buck or two. I know, you think Steve Cohen's got an extra room in whatever his house is? Or something. I mean, save yourself the embarrassment. I mean, like, I'm a drunk. We know this. I podcast while drinking. That doesn't affect anybody other than make Evan laugh here and there. And he's got to carry my dead ass. Not that he, well, she's done. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: the only time it was real bad was uh, when you fell asleep during the the baseball one, but that's okay. So. Which I'll own.
0: And I'm okay with that. It's it's part of my charm, but I don't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. This is, (sighs) it's a level of entitlement. I can't really understand
1: because you're clearly getting away with this a, a shit ton of times. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Tony La Russa passed out at the wheel of his car at one point mm-hmm. and that didn't matter apparently either. It's, it's just, it's crazy. But I just want to read you the two statements from the Mets. Yeah, please. So here's Danny Alderson on, on the thumbs down. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players in the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at Citi Field have every right to express their own disappointment booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards our fans. I'll be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Okay, pretty strong, not over the top, but pretty strong statement. Yeah, what do you expect? What? What What do you expect? What do you expect? Here's our statement on the DUI. We were surprised and deeply disappointed to learn this morning about an alleged DUI involving Zach Scott. We take this matter very seriously. Zach will not be with the team for upcoming road trip while we learn more and examine the next steps. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. At,
0: at this point, I'd want to. I oh, know the trading deadline's already passed. If I learned that, I'd, I'd call them up like right, right there in the morning. It's like uh, hey, I got this great deal for you.
1: Uh, yeah, they need to clean house. And their upper supply I mean Cohen is certainly a better owner than they had with the will Pons, who were that's not hard but yeah no honestly like ownership in New York pretty much sucks except for maybe the Maris, but like all the rest of the team's owners suck in in New York but
0: yeah. uh, my, my so buddy Cohen can
1: clean house but he, he needs to take this opportunity and just get everybody out of there
0: yeah, uh, one of my good friends, who's uh, Dave, he's a big Knicks fan. He says like I, I'm done until they get rid of Dolan. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just can't well, support the team anymore.
1: Dolan just runs the Knicks so he could uh, support his singing career. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, again, it's just like the difference in reaction. Like thumbs down is is uh, Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM gets arrested for DUI, we're deeply we're surprised and deeply disappointed. Like, one's a level eight on the scale of 10, the other one's a three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, and one's a crime, and the other one is someone just being upset about being booed. The Mets are a mess. Yeah, I mean it's supposed
0: I, to be a year I, where they change things around, and
1: it still it could was. be, but... Nah. But if, if you're a player, why would you want to go to that organization right now?
0: I don't think you would. I mean, other than
1: money, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's it. That's the only reason to go. Well, so they are the New York mess once again, and they are the bad of the week. And the ugly is very money related. This the is, honey, ugly is very money related, and you're yeah. going to have a lot more to say about this. About I that. might, I might not. The ugly is someone we've talked about on this is actually the good side of the ugly, if that makes sense. And that's Jake Paul, which is hard hard, to, which is hard. Jake Paul, this is how bad the ugly is. Jake Paul is the good guy in this story. So Jake Paul fought Tyron, uh, Tyron Woodley, Mm -hmm. former MMA champion, uh, in a a match recently,
0: recently, he only lost his title like two years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, not, not, Far, not long ago. Mm-hmm. So he fought him and there was a big card. There was undercards with other interesting bouts. Jake Paul took less in that fight so that he could pass it down the cards to the other players or the other participants on, on in the fight for that night. Mm-hmm. There were some questions as to whether or not the situation was rigged. I will just put it that way. The word rigged was, tr- the word rigged was trending on Twitter.
0: I don't think so, but it, w- it wasn't uh, the most enjoyable fight. Maybe the decision was, uh, could, have been, could have been in question, and there's certainly more money to be
1: had. Right. Well, the, the rig part wasn't that Jake Paul didn't deserve to win. The mm-hmm. rig part was that Tyron Woodley took a dive in this situation and tried to make it good. Because this was the biggest purse in Tyron Woodley's career. Let me repeat that. This was the biggest purse in the former MMA champion's career. Was going up against a recently involved in fighting reality TV star, or not even reality? Even reality
0: TV, TV yeah. It's yeah so inter- easy,
1: internet, internet star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dana White, get your shit together. You are, I'm going to say this. I am not an MMA watcher at all. The last MMA fight I can remember watching all the way through was accidentally in Washington, D.C. in 2009. My wife and I were playing bar trivia, and there was a fight on TV where one of the guys had like a blonde afro, the best way to describe it. Mm Mm-hmm. It was Bleach Blonde Afro. And at the end of the fight, the Bleach Blonde Afro was pink from all the blood. Mm. And I was like, why would I, anyone ever watch this? And that's, so I'm not someone who does this. But if you're gonna consider yourself a major fighting organization, pay your people. Because this is fucking embarrassing for your brand.
0: And, and sadly, although this is, it's, it's almost one of those open secrets. They're not even a, a secret at that point unless you're in a top MMA guy, you're not making that much. Uh, you're, you're really not. It, it's actually kind of an embarrassment how little you are making because of the sport itself. You're not generating also a lot of endorsements either. Uh, amazingly. I don't know how Connor McGregor, with all the stuff he gets into has managed to have as many endorsements as he did or still does. Mm-hmm. but yeah he makes he made way more money when he fought mayweather in a mm-hmm. fight that he had no business participating in correct and, and mayweather or mayweather so connor's one of those call him an asshole and he'll, he'll own it but he's been a very vocal proponent of that uh they just another guy who just retired because it's not worth it anymore the guy who beat uh pretty much connor almost out of the sport could be but they god i can never pronounce his name nerd was really the best fighter going. Like, nah, I don't need this. And it's gonna remain a problem until, it may always be a problem. Well, we may never see this fixed because there's no other organization that's remotely close. And it does say something weird about fighting and then boxing for that matter, that you get a gimmick fight that makes more than, like everything actually I think on that undercard, was mm-hmm. like legit box boxing matches like mm-hmm. like for title or, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah so i mean like it wasn't like a gimmick that gimmick card like this was like they're not they're not going to be making a whole bunch of stuff that they should That's the biggest issue with really all combat sports and i think even when we talked about our fictitious uh you no know, athlete hall of fame. You look at back at all those old sports movies with the tragic boxer, and it's all the same theme—just the, the the crooked promoter.
1: Nothing's changed. Well, here's the difference, though. MMA is saying that it is the heir apparent to the old boxing crown. The Ali's and Listens and Trigger Ray Robinsons and Tyson's and Holyfields are all gone. Nobody cares that much about boxing.
0: Not like they used to. Not even. Not clubs. like they used to.
1: Yeah. MMA wants to believe it is a combat sport of the future, but if an YouTube star can come in and give your champion, not some random dude, mm-hmm. your former champion, by far the biggest payday to take yeah. to take a fall for him, that is a problem with your organization. If he took Dana a fall. White needs Dana White needs to get his shit together or get the hell out because MMA is gonna flounder. If, if that's the situation because well, this is this is a, not this is a ridiculous black eye to them
0: sadly we've seen all this shit before i mean like how many decades did we look at don king fleece his fighters and okay it, it's your everything you're saying is a thousand percent correct but it's it, it'll survive great congratulations <laughs> which is why it's the ugly at, the, at this point the wwe
1: seems less fixed
0: if i could i could have gone on a whole soul of shitbox and just the whole wwe imploding but oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, all, yeah yeah the wwe is a mess.
1: That, that would mean i've been watching it lately and it's what you have to,
0: oh God, it's next to impossible
1: to I, well i mean with all the people who are they're just letting leave and everything it seems like they're trying to fold up shop yeah, <laughs> or, or, or set themselves up for a sale, which is what yes. a lot of people are thinking. They're just stripping off uh, yeah. non-performing assets to whittle themselves down? Or something, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I find it
0: kind of unwatchable these days. I'll watch mm-hmm. the big shows and coming from a, from a super fan that I was, that's shocking. I thought I'd never stop watching. I stopped
1: watching yeah. for the most part. Well, the good news is hockey starts later this month, so this is true. I this is true. So this is the part where we close and
0: we self-promote. Oh yeah, yeah. So blatant have, self-promotion. Yes, blatant self-promotion. I'm getting a lot better at that. I'm not. It's not always my strength, but I try. Uh, if you haven't already seen it, on this crap was on national TV. Chris Bernay and I we looked at the master. Because what happens when you take a 58 year old immobile white guy and say, "Hey, let's make him a ninja." You get the master. We get
1: most You get most action flicks from the nineteen seventies. <laughs> uh, or Steven Seagal now. Or Steven Seagal now. Yeah. Yes.
0: I, I think we've picked another episode. We're going to look at, probably at the pilot of Joni Loves Chachi. Wow. Yeah. So that one, that one could be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we just did on how the hell did this go number one? We just recorded uh, "I'm Too Sexy" by Right Said wow. Fred. Yeah. And I had a special guest, Kenny Casanova, who is a former pro wrestling manager and author of many books. And he helped me get out my project, the Chavo Guerrero Sr. Uh, the late, great Chavo Guerrero, uh, before he passed away, I helped him out with his autobiography that was sort of sitting in my laptop for a while. I finally got permission from the powers that be to let me put this out. And Kenny, without Kenny, this, it wouldn't have come out. Hey, I have to.
1: you are a published author, my friend.
0: I am a published author, yes. And also what recently recorded, Vinny Lospenuso, the wunderkind of the Hall of Fame. He makes the Hall of Fame case for Doc Adams, somebody who's been dead for 200 years or something like that. <laughs> and how does Vinny do this? He's 22, 21, and he knows about all the stuff. He does, and he's great at it. So all of this on notinhallofame.com. And if you haven't, che- haven't checked it out, do so. If you haven't voted on all our stuff, do so.
1: And uh, if you you're not staying safe, do so. Whatever that means for you. Yeah, absolutely. The last thing we need is more. There's there's too much crazy stuff going on, guys. Just everyone breathe safely through a mask, hopefully, and uh, and stay safe. All right. It's, it's getting crazy out there. Mm-hmm. Take care, everybody. All right.